Welcome to the Outlive the Labels podcast, hosted by three-time best-selling author, international speaker, and certified life transformation coach, Dr. Mary Kay Holmes. This is the show where we curate and amplify the stories of survivors, champions, and overcomers. You'll also find impactful inspiration through powerful interviews that bring you hope, encouragement, and motivation to outlive the labels and live your best life now. Enjoy the show. Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Outlive the Labels podcast. I am your host, Dr. Mary Kay Holmes. Today, we have a special guest in the studio who is also a friend of mine, someone who I am just so grateful that I've connected with recently, and she's hailing all the way from Hawaii, at least for me anyway, because I'm in New York. But Victoria Rowland is in the studio today. She's the host of Unseen the Traffic Truth podcast, where she interviews sex trafficking survivors and gives them a platform to share their truth. She's a woman after my own heart, and I'm so glad that we connected once again because the work that Victoria does is so important, and she has a heart of compassion, and it shows in everything that she does. Thank you, Victoria. Welcome to the show, and take a few minutes to share with the audience a little bit about yourself. Thank you, Mary. As you all can hear probably throughout this entire um, session, this interview, I am excited to be here. Not only because I had the pleasure of meeting Mary and we just connected on so many levels. Um, and today just me, yes, me being in Hawaii and Mary and I just waiting for this space to share some truths, share my hard work, my where my compassion comes from, why I still do this and why I want to connect with more folks like Mary and the other survivors that I work with. So I'm in Hawaii on the island of Oahu and I am the shelter manager, um, many hats, but I will say the manager and director of the only CSEC, so that's the Commercial Sexual Exploitation of Children and Sex Trafficking Shelter in Hawaii on the island of Oahu, Oahu and on the other side of things, I do. I have the podcast Unseen the Traffic Truth. And I have been in Hawaii since we opened the shelter doors in 2017. And I hope that I can continue it. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for that. See, I told you guys she was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just jump right into it. So what made you decide to take up this cause of human trafficking? Why is it so near and dear to your heart? So I am a survivor of lived experiences and or I will say I'm an overcomer of lived experience because I didn't recognize myself um, with everything going on with the labels. And that's why I really, really love your podcast, your work, your expertise in this field, because I didn't recognize myself of surviving, overcoming anything but the natural lived environment experiences that I have endured throughout growing up um, in different areas of my life, being a woman of color and within the LGBTQA plus community. So in 2005, I was recruited from a college uh, peer. I would no longer call him a friend um, into being sex trafficked to Vegas. And we were college graduates at the time. I had just recently located to Miami, Florida, where my aunt and uncle were in law enforcement. And that was my goal was to be a forensic psychologist. Um, escaping that and what I've learned throughout the years in this 15 year span is that I was looking 
ways to recover and live through that trauma and what victimization had happened to me. So I dove deep into the life of working with survivors. I started working with sex workers of color in Miami, Florida. Um, and then I relocated to take care of some family. And then I started working in schools. And then I started to recognize the exploitation of children, especially in low economic status families or those socioeconomic statuses that are lower. Um, I won't call them impoverished, you know, because this happens in middle class as well, um, you know, areas. But I started to just recognize it and I became very, very uh, much an expert in working with teenagers and adolescents. Um, I started to recognize my own trauma. And I think that's how I started healing and recovering and recognizing the victimization that happened to me. And then I said, I got to go through this full force because those were my strengths, my talents. That's how I could be best utilized. And I started just looking for positions where they would afford me this opportunity. And I had to go in strong and ask for it for once in my life and say, hey, I'm the subject matter expert in this because of this, that, this, and this. And that's how I really got invested into working and even managing a shelter here on Oahu. Um, that, that This is like my goal. This is what I wanted to do. And while working with other survivors that are young adults, they were co constantly, constantly asking, why do you care about us? Why do you believe us? What is the relatable experience because you aren't someone that is Caucasian trying to save me because that's what they've experienced. Mm -hmm. They've seen the savior mentality. I want to help you because I can, but the offer of relational experiences and connections weren't meeting. So I started to tell the youth and the young adults my story. I started to tell them what I overcame in the 15 years of just manifesting who I who I am as a now strong woman of color in this community that is working alongside others that might have that might not look like them. And in Hawaii, they are all brown, yellow, black, tan, wonderful individuals. So it was just an opportunity for me to show them the power that I had and to create other spaces for other people of color who are overcomers, thrivers, and survivors to become um, more of a voice in the communities, more of a relational voice, more of the truth tellers, and being able to change narratives in certain spaces. And that's the evolution of the podcast. Wow. I love that. I, I absolutely love I'm almost... Like I feel the tears welling up because, you know, it's just amazing to me how even when you talk to survivors and, and the experiences that they have with people who some mean well and some, you know, have their own agendas. And to think about how many survivors have encountered people who didn't have their best interests at heart, you know, and for them to have been able to connect and meet with someone who genuinely cares and when you think about them asking that question, you know, why do you care? You know, what's, oh. you know, and I know, and I know what that's based, you know, what, what, where that's coming from, but I'm just so grateful for people like you who have a genuine heart and want to help. And like you said, changing the narrative, 
and letting them know that, look, you're not just a survivor, but you can thrive beyond this. You're an overcomer. So, wow. Thank you for that. <laughs> so, <laughs> I just Mary, to, you know, I, I, I want to just give kudos to you and the other survivors that were um, not even featured on the podcast, that made the podcast, because I grow every day and I learn more every day from being in those spaces with you all too, because that's how I became a thriver because I still wasn't in that space. I was just, okay, I overcame some of these adversities. I outlived some of these labels that were portrayed upon myself, but it started to, I started to recognize my own strengths and the spaces that I was in and where, where I was at. I was on different levels and, you know, at adolescent age, you need to see that power within yourself. It, it can't come later in life when we think the adult, you know, mechanisms come naturally. They don't, you know, they don't. Mm -hmm. Right. So just yeah. wanted to take that time to thank you and also let me learn from you as well. Yeah. Likewise. Thank you. So now when you listen to the stories of Survivor, because I know you've heard so many unfortunately that there's all there's so many stories out there and and this is just the tip of the iceberg because there's so many that are just not even identified you know they some don't know that they're being trafficked some don't know that they were trafficked and some just are just not identified period they're being trafficked they know what they're in but but there's no one there to see them they're they're unseen like your podcast is titled um so i know you've heard a lot of these stories so how do you stay grounded like how do you how do you stay grounded emotionally how do you take care of yourself because i can imagine it's like it can be difficult to absorb all of that pain sometimes so so how do you handle that you know the one piece that you mentioned is the time that I have to take to make sure that I do ground myself. And I know a lot of people say it's the self-care and I don't want to sound very cliche, but if I didn't have the stories and the spaces that I have with you all and, and trusting me and, and just keeping it where I won't, you know, betray you, I won't judge you. I won't um, sort of share these and further exploit you that's grounding to me because I make sure I make a conscious effort when I'm in this space to cherish it, to believe and to honor the time that you all have given me. And every time I wrap up with an interview, people are like, Oh, you on the beach. You must go on and put your feet in the sand. That's how it was for me. It really was. I'm like, okay, that was a lot. So let me go to the beach. And, but you know, it's not that it really isn't. I, I really sit here in this space and I continue the to understand the journey that was like in the story. I start to really cherish the story. And I, and I want to say this with all the utmost respect. I've heard podcasts, I've read, um, you know, different blogs and different narratives about other people's story. And it's like cookie cutter or it's just beginning, middle, end. And no one really dissects it. And no one really looks into not just the pain of the story, but but the strengths of the story and why this person was able to sit with you and tell it. So I literally in this space that I'm in right now in this chair, I sit down and I just really recount all of the things that I were I was just told. And I take that moment 
and I really cherish the information that I was given. And I think it's because I'm an empath. I was literally told that this year is that um, my 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 go to is not all right. Go book that massage or go take that walk or go, you know, go put your feet in the sand. It's literally embodying everything that I just heard and give that person the opportunity to know that this was believed. This was sacred. It's almost like you sit down in a space with your great great grandmother or your or any ancestor and you you sort of put yourself in this story or this piece of knowledge and you just soak in it. I don't know if this makes a lot of sense, but like even when we had our session, Mary, I just sat here and I just, it's almost like a meditation of healing through a story that was told to me. Hmm. And I, yeah. and I, and I take the time to really not just read it and then just, whoa, okay, that was great. I'm about to put it on my podcast, one and done. I, I just can't do that. That's not that's not okay for me. So as long as I know that I'm doing this, I can move forward and I can continue to do it. And I get stronger with every time that I continue to do that. Sometimes it's two hours. Sometimes it's like, you know, I don't want to call it a meditation. It's like, maybe it's like 45 minutes of sitting in that space. Mm -hmm. Wow. So you just... So what I'm hearing, because it makes perfect sense to me, it's like you sit with it, you honor it, mm. you honor what you just heard, what someone just poured out. You know, you take that and you just sit with it for however long it takes mm -hmm. because you're, you value what they just gave. And that's that's like just wonderful because it's honoring what not only the person has gone through and survived and now has taken the opportunity to share and open up because a lot of us don't have that opportunity to do that. A lot of us haven't gotten to that place yet. You know, we're, we're yet free enough to open up. And, you know, I, I was there for a long time where I wasn't able to open up for many years, even though I didn't know for many years that it was tra trafficking that I went through, um, but it was very traumatic. And I sat with that for years and unable to speak about it. My voice was silenced and taken from me. So when I was finally able to open up and be transparent and tell my story, it, it just it feels good to know that, you know, people value the story because this is our superpower. Like what we've gone through, yeah. it didn't kill us, it didn't take us out, it empowered us. And yeah. now we're moving forward and we're just we're taking the charge and we're leading uh with our experience. So yeah, I love it. I love yeah. it. I That's love ex it. That is exactly it. And thank you for putting it into your knowledgeable words because that <laughs> is it. And when you all know that, that that's what's happening in this space, it, it makes you even um, even more stronger survivor and overcomer. So thank you for, for putting that into those words. Absolutely. So let's talk about some of the issues um, that don't get talked about often, because we know that especially when when Victoria and I, th this is for the listener, when, when Victoria and I, when we had a conversation about this, when we first met and we first connected, um, she was interviewing me for her show. And we just it felt like, look, we have to get on the phone and we have to continue this conversation. We have to continue to talk about this because it was a relief knowing that somebody is pointing out those unseen, those unheard, those things that are swept under the rug, those things that are maybe a little bit too hot for TV, so to speak, or you know, maybe it's just not 
glamorous enough. It's not glamorized enough for the media um, because there's this narrative that we continue to see, right? There's always the same kind of Mm -hmm. common thread through the stories. Like you even noticed, um, you know, back when you were talking about, you know, when you were uh, talking to people who have been trafficking, you first started to get into this space. So what are some of the issues surrounding the topic of human trafficking that you feel don't get enough coverage in the media and they need to come up in conversations like this more often? Yes. Okay. So, and I'm going to refer to your podcast title because it's just so imperative that the label of human trafficking, especially sex trafficking, seems to exist in communities that um, are of non-color. And I will say that with the, the most respect because they do affect white individuals and especially the narrative that has continued to take mainstream public knowledge is a narrative of the blonde hair, blue eyes, white woman, white girl, white teenager affecting international borders. Um, And that doesn't exist all the time. The majority of the time it doesn't exist. Yes. And then we want to put those same individuals in another context where if they are being trafficked domestic on the U.S. land, they're pimped out by African-American males that are either portraying the gangster mentality, the pimp controlled mentality, or just the 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 bad person that, um, you know, unbeknownst to them are going to put these white women into different slavery modalities okay so that's the term of sex trafficking that continues to exist which is modern day slavery um and it's hard for me to see those two labels matching each other right so we have the sex trafficking label we have the pip and the whole label and then we have this that seems like it's modern day slavery modern day slavery, which slavery continues to exist. But when we see all those three labels affecting a a certain type of person, the story is not being told accurately. And it seems like you're not that victim, nor are you that survivor. So it's important to change the narrative that is affecting women and boys, women and men, girls and men of color and especially of the LGBTQA you know, community. And then there's other labels that I can't even get into under sex trafficking because they say it's the survival sex, it's the trading, it's the um, intrafamilial, that's not often talked about either. And you know, when I have guests on, and each of the guests that are on the podcast now have a different story. And it never ceases to amaze me that it will continue to be different stories because the one particular story that continues to be told, it's not really the majority of the cases. That's right. So that's the number one thing I want to talk about when we start to talk about labels and what those um, labels are um, and how they're affecting the people that matters the most. And I'm not saying only sex trafficking, human trafficking, slavery happens to communities of color, but we're not being recognized. 
And our stories that I'm talking about that don't want to be told that aren't making headlines are like the Crystal Kaisers. And, you know, I know we've all heard of Santoya Brown, but because she's free and because she's no longer in jail. But and it's also because celebrities backed her, which is not a negative thing. But why does it take so much of her journey to be exposed to that degree and to realize that, you know, her person um, of color, her pimp, <laughs> and herself being a woman of color, have to fight and break down more barriers than the people of non-color who continue to get the awareness out that their stories exist. And then when you start to do that, you're trying to make it seem like that their stories only matter. So with not being seen and not being heard, you don't seem like you matter. And that's what I'm just really trying to do. Every person on the podcast has a different story. I try to focus on the people of color. I try to focus on the LGBTQ community and men because those are not the communities that we see. Right. And I like that you're you're focusing on that because there's not there's not too many of us out here, you know, with the boots on the ground advocating for those unseen unho- unheard stories because that we we get fed so much in mainstream like you said we get fed so much this one part that's mm. really not the majority and and like you said you're hearing so many different variations so many different ways that people are being trafficked and you see so many different like how you see so many different types of uh victims and and predators mm. and the there's so many different stories there's such a wide variety and wide range of what this looks like that you just can't put one face on it. <laughs> and so, and, and that's why, you know, I titled my, my second book, my, my memoir, you know, the unfamiliar face of human trafficking, mm-hmm. because it paints a picture of what we don't usually see or what it's easy for us to categorize as domestic abuse. It's easy for us to categorize it as, like you said, the pimp pole game. It's easy for us to categorize it as whatever it is, whatever label you want to put on it that seems pretty enough for you to package it up and make it seem as if it's something that we're used to and we're comfortable with. But there's there's those unfamiliar spaces and uncomfortable places that I think really need to be exposed because that's where more people are going to be able to find the courage to, to speak up and speak out and also be able to have the light bulb go off like this is what happened to me or this is what's happening to me and give people the courage um, to to either accept the help that's needed because there's a whole nother, we can go on about this all day long because there's another layer where it's like people that wanna get the help but they they have this fear of persecution, judgment, um, you know, not being believed. There's all of these different layers of fear and what they've been in for so long seems like a better option than to step out and receive the help because they feel as if they're going to be re-victimized all over again in a, in a whole nother way that doesn't feel safe at all. So it, it's, it's a topic that becomes so nuanced and can really, there's so many different directions we can go in with it. And I'm just so grateful that we're able to have this conversation because I want you know, something to go off, some some kind of spark, some type of flame to kind of be lit in somebody hearing yeah. this and yeah. say, I need to learn more. I need to yeah. find out more. <laughs> so yeah. 
So tell us about your podcast and how the audience can find out more about you and stay connected and possibly even contribute to the work that you do in any way possible and to find out more about human trafficking through you and, and just how they can just join, um, join forces and link arms with us so that we can make an even bigger impact. <sighs> yes, that and why I'm here today with you, Mary, and why we continue to con to want this kind of conversation is because we know who our target audiences are. And we know the people that are, are going to want to hear and put forth efforts to be in these similar spaces. And when I'm not just talking survivors, I'm talking about you entrepreneurs, the business owners, the people that can contribute to the communities of color that are also unseen. Um, and my goal is twofold, is to continue to reach out to survivors that the spark went out and said, wow, I heard your story, which no lie, Mary, two weeks ago, I had someone anonymously write through Instagram, just created the account to write and say, I heard some episodes on your podcast and I really want to tell my story, but I think it's so bad that I won't be believed. And I still, but I still want to get it out there because I'm suffering with holding it inside. And that's why I do this, right? Because what are they going to gain from it besides telling their story, being believed, and some portion of them set free? And then we have the other who are the allies, who are the family, who are the friends, who are the com community members and positions to contribute to such podcasts like you and myself, our podcast, right? So I want to reach out to those, those people of influence to say, let me hear these stories. Let me actually figure out, okay, Victoria's out in Hawaii. She's helping these, these, these minors in at the shelter. I can, we can, um, you know, continue to maybe not say donate. I hate bringing up money, but if you want to continue to investigate and explore what kind of awareness that your program or your school or your church or your business or your staff or, you know, your family can just become aware of. Maybe that's online safety. Maybe that's knowing the, the communities of color that have organizations here that maybe they hold fundraisers, they hold drives, they hold giveaways or um, they hold training, sometimes just becoming a part of a training. I know when I got all of us together, that was one of the things that survivors wanted to see is more people um, that have that one spark that's gonna be so empowered to listen directly from survivors to say, you know what, I'm gonna buy their book or I'm gonna put back into my community and support this organization, or I'm gonna listen to this podcast, <laughs> or I'm gonna go to this survivor's own um, you know, events or, or whatever they have going on and I'm gonna support them. Because what do we do naturally all the time? We support people that don't pour back into our community, period. That could be, we can learn, from someone that looks like us, that can relate to us, that can help us, that are raising our kids, that are raising our future leaders. We can um, pour money into them. We can support their businesses, their organizations, their products. I know a lot of survivors that you all have the best entrepreneurial skills I've ever, ever seen. I'll buy your clothing, I'll buy your lip gloss, I'll buy your books, I mean, I'll buy everything because I want my dollars that I work hard for to be poured back into my community. 
you know, and to our leaders. And that's what it is. You find my my podcast, Unseen and Traffic Truth. You hear the stories. You'll find out what the survivors are doing in their lives and in their communities. And then you just support us. Yes, I like that. It's as simple as that. Just support and believe. Listen and to believe. these stories and believe them. Because <laughs> at the end of the day, you know, someone is just, someone is literally dying to be heard like it's it's like breaking them up on the inside and they they're holding it in because there's that fear that they won't be believed but if more of us just listened and believed imagine the amount of lives that we can save i can only imagine the amount of people who have taken their lives uh because of holding their stories in you know just just from the pain and the anguish of just holding back holding it in because of that fear of just being rejected and not believed. So support and believe the stories of these wonderful survivors. And and I'm glad you said that, Victoria. You know, there's so many survivors doing so many amazing things, being like entrepreneur. Look, because look, if you can survive this type of stuff, you you the resilience that you you just gain from just coming out of it. Look, you can do anything. You, at that point, it's like the sky is not even the limit. There's like so much so much possibility because when you come out of something like trafficking, you know, and you realize how much power you have and you take that power back and you start to channel it into these different places. To me, it's like confetti just starts to explode out of us <laughs> because yes. it's been packed and bottled up for so long. It's like shaking up a bottle of soda <laughs> and finally taking the cap off and then boom, you know, here we are. And so, you know, I'm just so grateful. That Yes. Yeah. And it's power. It's not like we're exploding emotions and sadness and woo-hoos. It's like, like when I'm in a space with you, I'm like, okay, Mary, can, can you help me with this one survivor? And I, you know, and I DM'd you and I said, this survivor is really empowered by not just your story, but the fact that we set stuff to motion instantly. It's hard for us to sit on anything anymore and wait. And that's part of being in the spaces of survivors. And I'm not gonna follow Blow Joe because this person is making millions of dollars when I can't even connect or invest or this person can't invest in me. But someone like you, Mary, I mean, look where we are all these months later and we're still connecting. And I still am empowered to contact you when someone else hears your story two months later. And I'm like, yep. Mary, we got we got someone else that's ready to, to, to outlive the label. They need some entrepreneurial. They need to ask me about accounting and I don't know, but you're my go-to person. How great does it feel to know that you have that insight, connect on something that is gonna empower someone and then your community? Like that's what I live for. That's what you know I see and that's what spaces I surround myself with. So thank yeah. you. Real, recognizing real. That's all it is. <laughs> I'm honored. I am so honored. Like, you know, and and again, I, I just appreciate the work that you're doing so much. And and as a survivor, as a as a person who has overcome this this ugly, you know, thing called human trafficking, you know, to come out of that and, and to be where I am now and being able to talk to you and having the freedom just to talk about it and and to, and to talk to someone else that's just an advocate and just someone that has been just a phenomenal, uh, you just, just, oh my goodness, just phenomenal work that you're doing. Like I can't, I can't stress it enough. I appreciate the work. I honor you, Victoria. 
I absolutely love you. We we were sisters from the beginning. Yes. Like, where have you been all my life? So I know. I say the same thing. I say the same thing all the time. And when I invite my don't my, you know my home to you, that is generally meaningful because I sat with what you were giving me and I honored it. And you have been missing from my life, so I will don't want you to ever go away now. Now that I got you. <laughs> yes. We're stuck with each other. It's, it's a done deal. Mm -hmm. So listen, I, I just appreciate you coming on the show today. And I know the audience, I know the listeners, I know you guys enjoyed this and you got so much out of this. You got education. We got a chance to smile and laugh. We got a chance to just, you know, learn and grow together and just talk about this thing because the more we talk about it, the more we expose, the more we address these issues, you know, the further we can get, the more we can overcome and snatch others from out of the fire. So Victoria, it has been an honor and a pleasure having you today to the audience. I thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for listening. And listen, you have to follow this woman. She is on Instagram. She's on Clubhouse. Tell the listeners where they can find you because I don't want to butcher it. So you tell them yes. how they can find you on all the social media platforms. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much. So I do manage the accounts at Unseen TTT Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. If it's not Unseen TTT Podcast, it's Unseen TTT Pod. And I am out in Hawaii, but you can find me with my name, Victoria M. Roland, R-O-L-A-N-D at Gmail if you want to directly email me. And I feel safe giving that out because... If there's poor intentions, spam will filter that out. But I hope that you reach out to me and just, if it's not to share your story, just to learn more. Because I'm willing to, like Mary, she's taught me some impeccable speaking skills. She has gave me the power to be able to talk in this space. So I am willing to just be out there and, um, you know, empower others if I can. So email me, find us on the social media handles. Clubhouse, I believe it is the same. I believe so. I haven't been on there a lot recently, um, Mary, because of the time difference. Now, granted, I am unfortunately six hour difference from Mary because she's on the East Coast. Um, so sometimes you won't hear me right away. Get respond, but I will respond or reach out. Yes. And and I'll put all of her contact information as far as social media handles in the description so that you'll be able to easily just click and find her because I know you want to stay connected. There's somebody that's listening. They're going to say, OK, I need to share my story or I need to connect. I need to find out more. And you're going to be able to easily just connect with Victoria and you're going to find a wonderful advocate, a wonderful ally, a wonderful connection in her. And so to the listener, this is how you can give us a thank you, how you can show us your love, how you can give us a tip. Subscribe to the channel, to the YouTube channel. If you're listening on the podcast uh, channels, you can hit the subscribe button, I believe, there. I'm still not sure exactly how it all works, but leave a, leave a review, like it, subscribe to it, all of that good stuff, because that's how you show us that we're giving you the content that you like, that you love, and you can continue to tune in and find all of the things that you're looking for in the Outlive the Labels podcast community. So again, this is your host, Dr. Mary Kay Holmes. I thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for listening. And until next time. You have been listening to the Outlive the Labels podcast hosted by Dr. Mary Kay Holmes. Please subscribe, leave a review, and share with your family, friends, and followers. Thank you for tuning in and thank you for subscribing. Until next time.